0: The His Go Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, everyone? This is Cameron Fry with His Go Friday coming at you on a Wednesday night. Apologies, it's been a while. This is only my second pod of the last month, and there's a lot to talk about. A lot of been going on personally, and really it's just been one of those stretches where the personal side of life has had to dominate. And I mean that in an endearing way. But tonight, um, I, I do want to jump straight into the topic at hand, uh, and it has to do with my role. I'm not going to talk about what I do at Foundation Group. Uh, Although a lot of you do know, I am a client success manager, I'm or as I like to say, a relationship manager. Uh, My domain, my wheelhouse is client care, at least in this season, and it's a wonderful place to be and a great place to start uh, where I'm at, and that's really all you need to know. But another thing you need to know is I love what I do and I love my job. I love my employer. I love the people I work with. It's really been a, a great ride the past year, you know. I could talk about humble beginnings. I could talk about the growing pains of having to come over from a state environment. Um, You know, some of my, well, if this is the first time you probably don't know this, but um, there'll be a time where I could share more of my vocational testimony and some of the neglect and the mishandlings uh, that happened at the state. Um, And then coming into a new environment and, you know, transitioning from desert to wilderness and... It really has been a joy and a pleasure and a privilege to learn and to kind of get caught up in some ways. Um, But yeah, tonight I'm talking about the scriptural case for client care in business. And disclaimer, there's going to be some bias involved because, again, it's what I do. But I really want to try and zoom out to the point where the bias is moot uh, to virtually nil and – I do want to be transparent, but not in a personal way. I want to be transparent in a covering way, uh, in a universal way, but more importantly in a way that um, has God's stamp of approval, because it's coming from His Word. It's coming from what has been said. It's coming from an absolute reality, and that's why I desire everything that is said tonight to be a sacrifice of praise, an offering of worship unto the Lord, um, because it's A blessing back to him for what he's given. So I'm just going to say a quick word of prayer and we'll dive right in. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to engage your presence, your word, and I pray that you'll guide tonight's topic. Uh, I I know what I want to say. I know what's been written, but I also know that even these moments, it's it's still all about you. Even when it's just an audience of one, and I have no idea who's listening to this. (laughs) Um, I know that you're directing all things and you're a faithful commander. Your sovereignty I take delight in, we take delight in tonight. Uh, so guide us, lead us by uh, still waters through this conversation that we have and uh, anoint the engagement that happens as a result. In your name we pray. Amen. Alright, so I know I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. I am a client care professional first and foremost. Uh, I take great pride in that because it's coming from a place of serving and humility and meekness. And these are all Important when you find them in the Beatitudes, and while Matthew 5 is going to be referenced tonight, it's probably probably good to have that helpful context in the back of our minds. Still, there's much about the craft left to be desired and discovered. Again, I love what I do, where I work, and the people I work with, yet the challenges of the role have sparked a unique brand of curiosity lately. For instance, why do many value customer service but underrate it as a skill? Why is the ability compartmentalized outside influence, expertise in select arenas, and perhaps more egregiously? Why is administration, hospitality, and helps viewed as the low men on the spiritual gift totem pole? Again, I'm not trying to be insecure. These are sincere questions that have been uh, maturing, been growing behind the scenes, and now they have bud. And I'm asking you <laughs> uh, for help on this because I don't know. These aren't rhetorical. Is it because we assume anyone can demonstrate them or because we think client care is less discipline as opposed to choice? If so, I submit we reorient our perspective and adjust our approach on how we integrate client care into our business models. And before I go on, let me just say we all have the opportunity to provide excellent quality service customer service it's not that just because you're a specialist or an expert in a certain field that you can't provide that and i don't believe that we should just broad stroke and compartmentalize roles and be like okay if you're a specialist you need to be um behind the screen more you have to be in a spreadsheet more you have to be coding more you have to be further away further distance from people however It's all about, as we talk about tonight, a holy structure. And um, everyone has a part to play in being a faithful steward and being a blessing to people, being able to work with people. Uh, So, so some roles, there's going to be more customer service involved than not. And speaking as a generalist in this season, you know, it wouldn't be right for me to pretend to be something I'm not. that said, I do think we—it's easy for some reason, culturally speaking, in the marketplace, to rank. And I really am sick of the ranking that goes on. Both, you know, I'm speaking to the choir here. I, I rank myself and I judge myself because honestly, it's like I feel like I should be at a certain place or a certain level by now, and I'm not. And I could get frustrated with myself far too easily, but I choose to not go in that direction, because I know it's a dead-end cul-de-sac that bears no fruit. So I turn the other way, and I press on to the higher calling, the truth and the Word of God, and again, that's where we're going tonight. Granted, I I understand if you think, okay, well, you're just trying to convince yourself that what you do is important, and if you're a doubter, I'm not going to try and convince you. That's not the role of tonight. That's not the purpose of tonight. However, as one who went from avoiding customer service applications to relishing the call in recent years, I feel like there has been some transformation in the closet spaces of my heart worth sharing. And uh, if I tie them to the scriptural confirmations as to why client care is more valuable than you think or most people think, it's important to have this conversation. And so as such, I propose organizations and employees listening right now embrace the following five passages in their commitment to client service. First passage, this comes from First Corinthians 12, 18. All these passages tonight will be in the Amplified. Uh, but now as things really are, God has placed and arranged the parts in the body, each one of them just as he willed and saw fit with the best balance of function. For many client success managers, and if I say client success managers, it could be customer service representative. There are a lot of different shades of client care, so don't get caught up in the titles that are said. Um, but just let's just broaden out to client care in general the part can feel like a mixed bag on one hand you're the face of the relationship experience for the client on the other hand you're perceived as dispensable on account of title again not saying everyone does that but chances are if you know the, the role you occupy their if their if budget cuts and you know you know the, the positions of your company being trimmed down for one reason or another uh Again, it's, it's easy to rank and it's easy to think that, oh, okay, well, I'm not the most important person here. If they need to you know, cut back personnel-wise, I'm probably going to get the ax because I'm easily replaceable. Yet while the lack of expert or specialist tag could be a disadvantage in certain situations, the opportunity to be a relationship manager, still laced with silver linings, plenty of pros – For instance, not only can a customer service leader enhance efficiency across multiple processes and procedures, and platforms for that matter, they could reflect the existential truth concerning our vocational purpose. And I put this in bold for a reason. Guys, get this down. We are all diverse in function, co-equal in value. This is not sweet talk. This is not something, you know, this is not a socialist concept to try and, you know, Brighten the load, sweeten the deal with those who might be more administratively inclined, which I am, and I and I love the fact that I am that. I also know I'm not just administratively inclined, and it's part of my vocational gift set. So I'm glad, I'm happy to bless people through administration. And I think we all have to learn to love how we are, what our gift sets are, how we're wired, and especially how it plays in the marketplace. Coming from the heart of God, we are all diverse in function, co-equal in value. We were created that way, corporately. Although hierarchical structures and parameters for governance are essential, they do not define our contributions, our attitude, and team values. And this verse is evidence-wise. Paul declares here, God is intentional and strategic with what he delegates, with what he assigns, with what he apportions. I can get into the parable of attendance, maybe another time. But like with any job, before there can be function, there must be fit, engaged, and appropriated for good work. And that's the point. It's not about where you think you rank or how you think other people view you and your contribution to the team. It's about being fitted with one another for, and united for one purpose and to not lose sight and to not let pride and ego blind you and get in the way. Your heart to serve people because you love them. You love your neighbor as yourself. The golden rule is certainly a part of this conversation. It is at the core, really. Individual effort is important, but its influence on the balance of the body is all the more. That is first Corinthians twelve to me. Romans twelve is similar. For by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone of you not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. For just as in one physical body we have many parts, and these parts do not all have the same function or special use, so we who are many are nevertheless just, one body in Christ, and individually we are parts one of another mutually dependent on each other love how that passage ends mutually dependent interdependent as we like to say similar to first corinthians twelve eighteen, paul applies a physical body analogy to emphasize why our perception of value and function should be rooted in holy dependence vertical communion with god we get so caught up in, again, those horizontal hierarchies and where we fit on the function tree, if you will, of a company. How many people are in front of us? How many are behind us? And we calibrate our importance somehow to that. But remember, our work is, is, is meant to be worship. Worship. Not just a reflection of worship, but worship. Work is the worship. Work is a form of worship. <laughs> and as we do that, you know, we, we can't be worshiping as we work without that holy reliance, without referencing God in what we say and do, and in the time in between. Really, when we're on the phone, when we're writing an email, when we're um, creating a template, we're working on a platform. We're um, again, we're, we're maybe programming something. We're analyzing something, we're diving deep into research of some kind. The world defines purpose through the lens of ability, promotion, prosperity. Are we putting ourselves in a position to move up and up? That's not how we're supposed to live life. We're supposed to give out. We press in to give out, to pour out. Per God's creation, our gifts were always intended for service and interdependence, hence God's heart for relationship, as evidenced by the Trinity. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son and apportioned opportunities for faith, hope, and character to mature. And work can't be detached from that process. In fact, a lot of times God puts us in positions in business organizations to build that character. Um, you know, Romans, I think in Romans 5, you know, just... Grace abounds, you know, character, perseverance, perseverance, hope. Our gifts were always intended to serve just as God serves us. The best way of putting it to me goes back to why God even designed work. The fact work exists is not only a testament to God's love, but his desire to entrust us as faithful stewards of what he's blessed us with. Philippians 2, 2-3, Amplified. I love this as well. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in spirit, and ten on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel. The good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, Regard others as more important than yourselves. On a practical level, this verse is a beautiful charge to client care specialists given its versatile initiative. While any position can execute the mission, the level of opportunity for a customer service manager to make joy complete for colleagues and clients. It's rich, it's high, and that's one of the reasons we can't underestimate and devalue and underutilize those rules. Anyone who serves as a relationship manager and fosters community through administration should embrace their call to influence others by living a life that reflects Jesus. For all of us, whatever we say, whatever we do, may it be coated humility and the good news we carry inside us. May our attitude represent our faith and our faith that you know, we believe that through Christ we can know the same love and work together in, in spirit and 10 on one purpose. It's not just our individual pursuits to get to this point of peace. It's not about Yeah, it's not about individual pursuits of peace. (laughs) If we're doing that, chances are we're going to find ourselves empty in self-righteousness or self-conceit. I like how the amplified strife is mentioned. So many people out there are striving for peace, for joy in their work. And sometimes it's just a matter of cleaning off the plate and and finding joy through being able to have um, breathing room sometimes. And I'm guilty of that. A time or two, just working against the clock, and you know I make the you know the clock the enemy, and I'm trying to turn around time frame. I might honor clients, but if my motives aren't pure and rooted in self, long term, I'm not going to really be the type of worker I want to be, the worshiper I want to be, and you know, my the best client care specials I can be. First Peter four ten. Mm-hmm. Just, this is our fourth of five verses tonight. Just as each one of you has received a special gift, a spiritual talent and ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as he is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. A lot of words, by the <laughs> Amplified, they put in a lot of words, but I think it well rounds each passage and Again, we have a spiritual gift mix. I think a lot of us understand that. An ability graciously given by God, the evidence of grace, is the fact that we um, are naturally inclined to certain skills, propensities, abilities, occupations. Um, again, serving one another, that's where it's at. <laughs> Appropriate, good, being good stewards of God's grace. That's what work is. I mean, you, you know, work is worship. It's also... An opportunity to be good stewards of God's grace and being faithful as he is faithful, using our diverse eclectic varied gift sets to you know, but regardless of what you do, whoever's listening to this, it's about being faithful stewards, having faith to move mountains. I feel like God is with you. You know First Peter 4, it's kind of a sum of 1st Corinthians 12 and Romans 12. Peter reiterates the original design of God's delegation. More specifically, while gifts and quantity of talents may vary, we're all meant to give pleasure to God as we employ them in meekness. While selfless service should be the aim of any organization, it should also recognize favor through stewardship. Remember to be a good steward by faith is to believe in God and His perfect will, the infallibility of His assignments. As we worship through work with confidence, as we minister as marketplace leaders aware of God's transcendent grace, let's not forget our abilities are essentially down payments of God's continual help and sovereignty. Finally, we come to Hebrews ten twenty four through 25, and let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Other translations in the beginning uh, verse twenty four in particular to spur one another in love or to love. I, I love that. I love how Spur is seen another translation to spelled out in the amplified. Essentially to spur one another in love is to consider how we're to encourage our clients to do good. And our colleagues, internally and externally. While moments of extemporaneous inspiration are inevitable, the focus of client care should be to ignite courage and strength of purpose. Practically speaking, this looks a lot of different ways. However, as an example, consider how client care specialists can affect corporate synergy and voice from creating motivational system alerts, portal template language, to incorporating client perspective into platform design. Just giving a specific, there's obviously a lot more. Whatever system you engage, make sure to sustain the intention of positive service with the intentionality of thoughtful encouragement. I'll say that one more time. Whatever system you engage, Whatever you do as a client care specialist, make sure to sustain the intention of positive service with the intentionality of thoughtful encouragement. For that sentence to come to life, you kind of know the difference between intention and intentionality. I won't let, I won't spell it out, but you guys can look it up if uh, you so choose. So if you're listening to this, you made it this far. Well done. We've come to the finish line for today. Stay tuned next time. I I know I'm starting with a five-pack of scriptures here. It's kind of like part one. There's going to be another five-pack of client care scriptures that I unveil later this year. Until then, I commend you, my fellow Swiss Army Knives and Jack of all trades. You may not feel, treasured, or sense the evidence of appreciation, but remember the God you ultimately work for is crazy over you. He designed you. He's wired you. He's appointed your gifting for such a time as this. It's not by mistake. You didn't miss the boat. God is faithful to bring things around and opportunities to be sharpened by the people He's put in our lives, situations, even the clients we serve. You know, we could learn from our clientele in a lot of situations. People come and they share their experiences and what they've learned, maybe lessons they've learned earlier in life that we just haven't had an opportunity to learn yet. And There's just a lot of different ways to advance through education, yes. And let's... um, You know, for supervisors out there listening to this, managers, let's make sure that we're paying attention to those in administrative roles and that we're not abandoning them when it comes to opportunities for advancement and to learn and grow so that they too, like experts and specialists, let's not create an environment where they're rich, get richer, and we create this poor pool where it's basically, you know, you can't do anything past this point ever unless you go back to school, essentially. Let's keep. Um, trainings fresh. Let's have people who are inspired to elevate the understanding level of an entire team, not just select individuals. Let's that's part of the unity that we need to pursue. We don't have to. It doesn't have to happen all together, but let's sequence it and stagger it, and let it be a priority at some point during each year. Kind of getting off track, though. Maybe I'll come back to that. Maybe I'll let that be an Easter egg. You may not feel treasured. You may not feel loved. You may feel like everyone else gets the glory but you. But if you think that way, you hit a wall. And let let those selfish thoughts compel you to look up and remember it's not about me. It's about my maker. It's about the fact that I can give glory. Glory the master of the universe the essence of genius the reason we are alive and well and have the privilege of blessing one another to reflect Jesus as a mirror even though it's temporary to be like Jesus is the greatest and sweetest gift Jesus is the sweetest gift then to be like him is the greatest call so I'm going to again just say a quick word of prayer and we'll be done for tonight and I'll try not to wait another month for the next podcast to hit the airwaves so God thank you for this word of truth uh, sow it in our hearts nurture it water it like fresh seed and fertile soil may it blossom uh, help us be inspired not by what man says but by the word of God as evidenced by what man says help us to reflect that in what we say and do uh, what we put our minds to and uh, grant us the inspiration and the you know, grant us the discernment Uh, to know what the next step is and how we apply this. I pray for supernatural wisdom to be a part of what is received tonight and open our our eyes, our hearts, our minds, whatever needs to be opened, whatever needs to be shut. I pray that you'll reveal that by your spirit and sweet grace of conviction. We don't want to elevate to any particular stance if you're in a part. We want to elevate ourselves to you first, above all. We don't want to... And really, we can't elevate. I mean, we really can't, you know, everything that we do, every good thing that happens is because of you. And by elevate, I mean, I just want to, we, we just draw closer to you, God. We draw closer because you are the sweetest thing. Heal us where we've been broken. Help us not be discouraged by the petty. And for those who might be discouraged by legit and val- you know, for valid reasons, um, show yourself and reveal yourself in ways only you can. Where that grace, where that tender father heart love, that shepherding love is able to penetrate the barriers that we put up that prevents you from really breaking and just break down our walls right now in this moment, God. Again, we give you all the glory and praise. We love you, God. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. You know me when it comes to this point of the pod. As I always say. I'll catch you on the fry, peace.